So let me tell you about my really awesome sponsor called Gummy Cube. They've been sponsoring this show now for some time and they enable you to get feedback on every aspect of your iOS or Android app. And we know that is massively important if you've been listening to the show for any length of time. It's all about feedback, feedback, feedback. So they have this focus group service. What that means is that you can start split testing icons, screenshots, way much more. It really helps when you are in a pre-launch phase or even if your apps are already in the app store. So to learn more about Gummy Cube's focus group service, go to www.gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. And thank you very much, Gummy Cube, for continuing to support the show. Let me thank my sponsor, AppPress. Now, AppPress enables you to build apps code-free and you can get those on the App Store pretty quickly. AppPress empowers you to create the apps that you want in real time. It's a design tool that lets you see the work immediately as you're working on it. You're not bound by any rigid templates that only constrict the creation process. So design freely, knowing that your app's gonna look perfect on any device. To go and see it in action, go to www.app-press.com forward slash short demo. That's app hyphen press.com forward slash short demo all lowercase and thank you very much to app press for supporting this show hi i'm chris reed from Ardor media factory and you're listening to the app guy podcast the app guy podcast straight from your host paul the app guy sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment and now paul the app guy Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, my job here is to introduce uh, and chat with uh, some of the most inspiring guests around the world, uh, guests that can really help you out in your journey. So if you're uh, an app entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur, startup founder, or even if you're just listening to this whilst going to a boring job, then we are the episode, this is the episode for you, that's for sure. Uh, I want to talk to you about um, an uh, first of all, a very easy website to go and visit, ferris.tv. Ferris.tv, go and check it out, download the app, and you'll be able to follow this chat a lot eat more. Uh, we'll still be here. Go and download it now and come back to this podcast. And um, let me first of all introduce uh, the CEO of um, ferris.tv. His name is uh, Paul Bugadakis, and uh, he is here to talk about um, this wonderful uh, app that helps you instantly turn your video clips into shareable memories. So, Paul, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Paul, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to get to talk to you. It's a pleasure to have you on, and, and, and we'd love to know about the app. Uh, t- tell us about Ferris. Absolutely. A lot to tell. So, the tweet version of what it is is uh, a mobile video app that allows you to take any video content that's on your phone and create instantly a mobile video album to share out to your friends, your family, and also you can open it up to have them collaborate with you as well. Right. Okay. Now t- tell us the um, the blog version. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. The app was created out of frustration, truly on on uh, me and the, the co-founders' end, because you know what we saw was a lot of our friends. We were experiencing moments with them, and we realized that a lot of the moments that we saw them shooting or the people around us were shooting was never shared across any social media, and it certainly wasn't shared internally through text or email with us. So we kind of dug into that idea a little further and we realized there's a lot of content that's just sitting on people's phone in this fragmented state that really never sees the light of day. 
And you asked, we, we, we begun to ask a lot of people why they wouldn't share that out. And the response was always the same, that it wasn't deemed social worthy. So we wanted to find a place or actually create a place to where any video would have a home. And as we dug into that idea, Ferris was born. Um, you know, it, we wanted to take these fragmented videos and put context around them so people would want to hold on to them, relive them, and want to share them out and show them to people. So, Paul, this is great because you've already covered like three of the really big themes to come out of 300-odd episodes that I've had. One is that you found a problem to tap into and uh, you're trying to solve that. The second one is that you're uh, getting instant feedback, fleshing out the app, the app idea and the idea itself and talking to people. And third, that you've met someone uh, that's the co-founder who could be great to work with and to see the whole problem through. Is that pretty much you know, the, the secret to success, do you think? I mean, all three of those things are definitely the ingredients um, for, for success. It's you know, if you're going to start a company, you really should address the market and there has to be a problem that you want to solve. Um, if you look at any company across the board, you know, they are in some way, shape or form solving a problem and making life easier. And for us with Ferris, it was, you know, moments are important to people and there was a reason they were keeping these moments on their phones um, and they weren't really doing much with them. So, we wanted to bring the importance back to these moments so they re they could rekindle kind of the the feeling there of, of when they were, you know, at an experience, at a birthday party, at a wedding, um, you know, and, and have those moments live on forever. And then, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, Paul, I mean, it's just such a fascinating, like, uh, start to the journey that you're taking us through. And I'd love to take you back to that point in time where you're having a chat with the co-founder and you've got this idea. What did you do then? Because it's just an idea at that stage. You've got, you know, some positive uh, endorsements from people around you. But what did you do to move it forward and physically start the, the company and make it happen? Great question. So I would like to take it back a little bit further and just give you a, a brief background of where I came from um, before I started Ferris. I was a music video and commercial director for you know the better for about 10 years and storyteller by nature and i was in austin texas filming and you know this i was at a concert i was with a bunch of friends and this idea was born and i really needed to find somebody who could help me push that forward because I, I had no uh, prior experience in the tech world. I'm, I'm having the best time ever playing in this sandbox. I'm meeting the most interesting people, and it's been an incredible journey. But you know, a lesson that I learned early on is you have to find, if it's a big idea, you've got to find somebody who can help you implement it if you don't have prior knowledge in the space. So I went out to a bunch of uh, developers. I used a lot of my existing relationships to see if anybody knew developers at other companies and it was serendipity that the guy who knew exactly how to execute this app was right there in Austin, Texas. And that is my co-founder and CEO, Chris Shaheen. And I was introduced to him by a friend and we sat down and he was the first guy who had looked me in the eyes and said, you know what, I, I can solve this problem with you. I know exactly how to do it. And we truly, I mean, I don't think we, uh, we came out of this coffee shop for, for 10 hours when we sat down and met. I mean, we sketched everything out the way we wanted to execute it, 
the steps it was going to take to get there. And it was preliminary, but at least we moved the needle forward. And we had a, a, an immediate connection on where we wanted to go and how we wanted this company to grow. So, so Paul, the, I'd love to try and help some people out here because I'm sure that many of the apps to Tribe listening are in very comfortable jobs right now. I mean, you uh, you were a music video and commercial director. That's a pretty awesome job, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> and yet you wanted to do something on your own and, and go out and start your own startup in a way. You know, have you got any advice for anyone who's like got a comfortable job but has that yearning to do something on their own? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm the type of person that believes people are capable of doing many great things at different points in their life. And I think a lot of times when people are comfortable in a job, they get scared to, you know, take a risk. Um, they're afraid to lose that comfortability. And it's, it's I call it kind of the force gump uh, mindset where you're, you're, you're able to do a lot of great things. You just have to try. And my co-founder, Chris, was in a very comfortable job at a digital ad agency. And there was just this part of him that knew he could do something bigger. And he needed just a nudge. He needed some kind of spark and call it serendipity, you know, the moon's aligning, whatever it was. We met at the right time, and I think I was able to give him enough of a nudge for him to understand that he was capable of doing much more. And he wanted to take a risk. He was just waiting for the right time, and he jumped on it. So, so I'd love to take people on this story with you. Then we're, we're in this coffee shop. You've met your co-founder. You're locked in there for 10, 10 hours or so. You come out buzzing. What did you do next in terms of funding? Did you have to bootstrap this yourself, or did you manage to get you know, external funding for the company? Yeah, this definitely, Ferris definitely rolled out in specific stages. So there's there's four original co-founders with the company. Um, that's Brian Doherty, that's uh, Chris Shaheen, myself, and J.B. Hager. And we were all friends, and Brian is the one who introduced me to Chris, and I had uh, a different startup with J.B. Hager in the music space. So we all agreed to put in um, a very small amount of money just so Chris could start deving on the initial concept. But Chris didn't leave his job. I mean, he would go to his work and then he would burn the midnight oil and stay up till four or five in the morning. And he did that for a couple months until we proved that what we wanted to do would work. And when we proved that, I went out with JB and we started raising a seed round with all the people we knew in our networks. We called friends, we called family, and we had to sell the concept to all of them. I remember that being a very tough time in the initial stages, asking friends for money. It's not the easiest thing to do, but, <laughs> but necessary if you want to move your dream forward. So we, we worked the network we had, and thankfully we have incredible support uh, from our friends and family who believed in us. Um, and we were able to convince Chris to leave his full-time job and work on Ferris full-time. And because of that, the product got that much better um, in a very short amount of time. But Paul, that is so inspiring. If anyone's listening to this and is not now thinking of their future, because in, in a way, you know, it, it, it's just so great that what we've learned from you is that you don't need to just go and jump and quit. You can try. And if you're so passionate about something, you can work the midnight oil and work long hours and 
and and then validate your idea, which means less risk for when you ultimately do, you know, like decide to go down that route and pack in the job. Absolutely. I mean, there's some of the best moments we've had as a company was at 4 a.m., you know, the only thing we've had in our stomachs is coffee and we're buzzing and you know we're, we're we're dreaming of what this can can be and we're just staying very scrappy and you know getting on a whiteboard and brainstorming i will always cherish those moments those are the things that you you know that build they they create the foundation of your startup and they are the the seeds of the culture that you will grow with your company so paul the other big challenge that the listeners have and i'm often asked is is how to actually successfully launch an app and i wondered if you had any uh, insight into you know your journey and uh, what you've learned in, in terms of doing a big launch and trying to figure out how to get the most traction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, through the course of uh, development, we really focused on two things, great, great uh, technology and great design. And I mean, we were, we were very uh, tedious about making sure that both those things were top notch. If you're going to give a, a product out to the market, it's got to be incredibly awesome looking and it has to work. So we felt very confident going into um, our launch two weeks ago, which actually wasn't even a launch. It was a, a funding announcement. And we decided, you know what, we're going to, this is an opportunity to bring in a wider audience to really start testing the app, to shake the cobwebs loose. Let's take the gates off and let's open it up and see how people are going to react. Because the first bit of true data you're going to get is when a a volume of customers come in and they start telling you how they're going to use the app. So what we did, we have an an incredible uh, marketing lead, which is Grant Heimbach, who you spoke to uh, when we were prepping this, this Skype interview. And Grant you know, he's so unbelievably savvy about how to launch a product and get it out to people. And we looked at Product Hunt to really drive and be the locomotive for our name to get out to the public. And it was the best decision we had made to this date. I mean, we saw incredible amounts of traction, incredible amounts of download. People started engaging with the app right off the bat, asking questions. And it gives you an opportunity to interact with people in real time that are discovering your app for the first time. And that information is so unbelievably valuable. I can't stress that enough. We, and, we know that Grant's a really savvy marketer because he reached out to me and to get onto this show. So <laughs> uh, I wonder how far absolutely. down the list I am. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Grant's no, great. At the top of we're going to have to get him on the show. You know, I feel like we we should have had him on, but um, so that, this is great then. So, so we've got the, the backstory you're, you're launching. And, you know, one of the questions I'm often asked and so, someone suggested I ask you is uh, how do you know where to spend and focus your time? You know, as an entrepreneur, you know, you do have this freedom, but there's so much to do out there. How do you know where to really focus your time? That is a fantastic question. Um, I think depending on what you're specializing at, that kind of helps shift the focus. Um, you know, Chris and I, our, my co-founder, we had very different um, focuses. My job was to sell the company, grow the company, and his job was to develop the technology to where I could do both of those things. So it was very evenly split with our direction, but 
I would say if I could do it all over again and, you know, Ferris was starting right now, I would focus all my time to making sure that the problem we're trying to solve is, is a valuable problem to solve. And I would try and get the technology up and out as quick as possible. I wouldn't, um, you know, spend too much time making it the best possible app in the initial stages because testing it on, you know, with your audience is so important right out of the gate to find that product market fit. Um, I would say, you know, long story short, you've got to spend a lot of your time testing your audience and making sure that this is truly a product they want. So let me thank who I think is the planet's best app store optimization company, and that is GummyCube. Now, GummyCube are a San Francisco-based company, but they can deal with you wherever you are. They are an app store optimization technology company. Now, they leverage big data from the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, and they use this to feed their algorithms, which helps you to be more effective with search on the App Store. Now, one of the biggest discoveries they've made over the last few years is that web search and mobile search are completely different. So they collect big data, it's called DataCube, and this is from the app stores, not the web search. Uh, so this means that you can be much, much more effective with optimizing your apps uh, for the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So I highly recommend going and checking them out. It's www.gummycube.com, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And just thank you, Gummycube, for being such a great supporter of this show. So let me tell you about my fantastic sponsor called AppPress. It's www.app-press.com. Now, you don't need to just take my word for it. Why not listen to someone who has been an avid listener of the show? He's a fan of the show. He's listened to every single episode of the App Guy podcast. And he's also a guest on the show. And it, I just want to play you an extract of, of what he thinks about App Press. Hey, Paul, Michael Britt here. I just want to let you know that after listening to your interview with Grant Glass about App Press, I decided to see what it was all about. And I got to tell you, I'm really impressed. I mean, I have looked at a number of these online app building programs. Got to tell you, this approach is really, it's very intuitive. If you've used Photoshop or any program that has layers, App Press is very much like that. And what I especially like is that when you're done, they'll even submit it to the app stores for you. So I had a couple of questions, and I got a hold of some of the support folks. And I tell you, they have been great. I've had a few very helpful emails back and forth with Lauren. I even talked with Grant himself. They got me over a couple of bumps. Now I'm building an app. So I'll let you know how it goes in a couple of weeks. But so far, so good. So there you have it. App Press is absolutely awesome. Go to www.app-press.com and sign up for a free trial. I absolutely agree on that. And uh, the fact is that I've been a beta tester for many apps and they, they actually kind of pull you in because when you start to realize what the capabilities are or the things that they're missing, you feed that back to the founder. They get really excited because you're using the app on a regular basis and it does make for a better app. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you so sorry. Go on. Or no, I was just going to say, I mean, you, you know, build, build something quick and dirty, get it out to your friends, get it out to your family and ask them for honest feedback. It's not always the easiest thing. You know, your parents want what's best for you. So um, they'll tell you it's the best thing in the world, but you can drive forward and say, I need true reactions. I need honest feedback. 
And you'd be surprised how eager your friends and family are to give that to you. Yeah, especially if they've they given want- you money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they want to see what's going on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's great, though. Really, um, you know, this is such an inspiring episode. So there, there are two more things we need to do before we say goodbye to you. One is that uh, we love to try and find out from our guests um, the, the, what p- current pain points you currently have in your business, what frustrations you have, because ultimately that could lead to a potential app idea ourselves that we could flesh out and give to the listeners, the apps to tribe. Um, so if you think back to the last two or three months, you know, what's been the biggest frustration, do you think, in, in what you're trying to do? That's a great question. I think the biggest frustration was when do you go to market? There's never a good time. And you can always make something better. You can always make something look better. At some point, you just have to decide it's good enough and go out and just start getting raw feedback. That was a very defining moment of our company when we all agreed internally, you know what, this thing is incredible. We're proud of it. We have worked incredibly hard and the world needs to see this. And defining when to put that out, you know, was a, was a great moment, but it took a very long time to choose that date. And I think a lot of companies struggle with that because they want it to be the best. It's their, the first time the world's going to see what they've been working on for the last, you know, months to years. And you want to lead with your best foot forward. Um, but at some point you just got to push it out and you gotta, you gotta say, you know what, this is it. I'm also wondering if like there's a potential app idea here where you could help the founders, uh, with trigger points or events because I can imagine like just picking a random date's great but the world's not going to care too much about your idea as much as you do but if it was to coincide with a particular event such as someone potentially posting you on product hunt or um, you know an event that happens to be like a journalist reporting on something that's kind of like good to your like a app do you feel like that that could be you know like giving you triggers to to give you launch dates Oh, absolutely. I mean, any amplification socially, um, digitally will always help. The problem that we kept running into was, um, you know, we decided actually it wasn't a problem. It was just the way it is, is we could launch at any given date and Google or Facebook or, you know, Twitter or Instagram, somebody could launch a big update and completely wash us out of the PR cycle. And you just realize, you know what, you can't control it. You can't control uh, what is going to come out next, uh, who people are going to start buzzing about. And there's never a good time. You just have to feel confident about when you push. But you know, our strategy was very specific where, thankfully, we had a bit of signal through the noise in our incredible VC backing group, Upfront Ventures, and our board member, Mark Suster, who fortunately has an incredible Twitter following, has a very big blog presence. So we were able to team up with him and, um, you know, push the launch that way. And I don't think a lot of startups necessarily, you know, have that. Um, and, and we were very thankful to as well. And that's something to consider when you're going out seeking funding. You know, what, what kind of, you know, what, what kind of connections do these investors have? What, what else do what, they offer aside from money? It's very important. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that actually <laughs> you could see nowadays, you know, 10 years ago, you wouldn't know too much about the influence that someone could have. But now it's open there because you can see the influence they have on Twitter, the following, the engagement, the comments that they're attracting. And uh, and so that that's good when thinking about who to accept as potentially funding your company. Absolutely. 
Great. Well, there, there is one more thing. It is a show about apps. Um, we love to talk about apps and we can't have you leave without finding out what's on your phone. So if you do have it uh, handy, um, we'd love to know one or two apps uh, that may not be apps that we've been told about before, you know, sure. that you could recommend to us. My favorite app is an app called Clear. And Clear is basically a, a, a to-do list that they have gamified in a really fun way. And it makes clearing your to-dos uh, enjoyable. I truly, I live by clear. I mean, if an idea pops in my head, it's going on clear. And I just have list after list after list. And I think that company has done an incredible job from UI, UX, and just execution to make what is seemingly boring tasks throughout your day enjoyable. I love that recommendation. I'm, I've actually got, I've not heard about it. I'm going to download it. Um, I've just looked at my to-do list and there's about 20 things on there that are probably two, <laughs> month, two months old. So I need to get some practice. That's great. Um, that's great. Uh, there'll be links to that for everyone listening. Um, just go to theappguy.co and search out episode 309 and uh, you'll see links to that app. And also, Paul, we'd love to know how to get in touch with you, how to connect, how to give you feedback on your app, um, anything like that. Uh, how's the best way? The best way, I mean, I, I'm on Twitter religiously, so, you know, ping me on Twitter at pbook, P-B-O-U-K. I'm very fast to get back. I love hearing feedback from anybody using the app or, better yet, comments or ideas moving forward. We truly listen to that stuff, and it's very valuable information. So you can get a hold of me that way. Um, find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, any of those great social media outlets, and find me on Ferris. Ferris. Ferris.tv. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Paul, this has been truly an inspirational journey. The fact that you shared right back from the start there where you left your 10 years in the music video commercial business and you, you had that coffee, you know, chat in a coffee shop and then you just locked yourself in there, got passionate about Ferris TV and then just set the whole thing up. Truly inspiring. Thank you so much for coming on the App Guy podcast and uh, all the best with Ferris TV and uh, the stuff that you're going on, that's got, you got going on there. Well, Paul, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun and I hope we get to do it again soon. And check out www.gummycube.com. That's G U M M I C U B E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend uh, using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So, www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show so if you haven't done so yet do go and check out uh, my sponsor app-press.com uh, app press you have a great app idea in you i know you do uh, so what is stopping you from building it uh, you can build it really quickly easily uh, without knowing any code uh, you can just simply drag and drop the content you know videos photos videos whatever your app is going to look like uh, you pretty much can build it with app press uh, you do get a preview uh, ability uh, so you can actually see it uh, as you're building it right on your mobile device how cool is that so uh, do go and check them out. It's www.app-press.com. And thanks to App Press for supporting the show. 
So as you know, over the last several episodes at the end, I've been reading out reviews and it's just been so inspiring for me. And if you want to hear some more, stay tuned. And if I've yet to read out your name and I'm getting to the date that you've left it, then please let me know because I would not want to miss out these awesome people who have been with me on this journey. Great podcast, says Jeff Orduno uh, at the Three Minute Biz Tips. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at 3 min m-i-n-b-i-z biz tips t-i-p-s uh, jeff says great podcast subscribe now paul is a fun interviewer and the podcast provides a lot of insight on app creation relevance of apps for all the businesses tech entrepreneurial stuff i highly recommend thank you jeff uh, i'm going to give you three minutes almost of a, a, a plug there for your three min biz tips uh, twitter app and so uh on the 20th of October, uh, entertaining and educational, Ron, MD65, five stars. These are all five stars. Uh, uh, entertaining and educational. I recently met Paul and started listening to his podcast. I love hearing fellow app CEOs talk shop. This is now standard listening on my way home from work. Well, Ron, if you're still with me, my friend, do connect. Reach out to me. I'd love to say thank you in person. Uh, 20th of October. Uh, 25th of November great podcast love Paul's interview style great podcast definitely worth listening to uh, well Endog16373 from Australia uh, I love reading your uh, positive review that has made my day thank you so much J-O-Q Bass Jock Bass <laughs> definitely worth listening to he's from germany the podcast has a new and interesting interview every day with an app entrepreneur or an app startup founder if you love apps or love startups this is the podcast for you need your this needs to go on your podcasting app well jock bass thank you so much really appreciate it from germany and um there's one more robert plank Great stories from app founders. The daily interviews must be good because it's the first podcast I listen to every day. Thank you, Robert. So we're out of time and uh, we've still got a few more to get through. So if you have yet to hear your review read out, then do stay tuned. But for now, thank you very much for listening to this episode and I look forward to dishing up another great guest soon. Bye for now.